Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. Underlooked is like St. Regis, that little town, you know, it's on I-90, you stop, they have the aquarium uh, there that you can go look at the trout of Montana. And oh, then it, don't yeah. call it an aquarium. It is an aquarium, I get that, but it's at a truck stop. It's at a gas station. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Cling, clink, click, clack, clickety, clack, clack of the click of the click of the claps. How you doing? Fantastic, my man. You know, I'm just back from another week of wandering. You know, how are our wanderers? Hope you guys had a wonderful week. Um, you know, it's just great being back, talking about some great stuff today. Um, traveling you know that's kind of the main topic and i'm super excited to get into it and talk about some locations that we're going to be at this summer um and then as well as talk to them from our experience today and i'm super excited because it's always fun to talk you know what i mean yeah i you know lining up this episode i kind of did forget that we will technically be in a good amount of these places um this summer i mean shoot I'm, I'm running a half marathon in one of them. So <laughs> exactly. And if but you guys forgot about that, no, exactly. And if you guys haven't caught on by now, I read the title. It is Western Montana. We're going to talk about, and I, what I like, you know, I'm from Montana. You've been out here enough. And we're, like we said, we're going to get in and explore these areas this summer. We've explored them in the past. Um, it's going to be super sight. And just like Montana, you know, we recorded this, you know, the Q&A episode the same day as this one, and we talk about the weather in the opening, if you guys re remember. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and check out the last Q&A we do. Um, but talk about the weather, man, and I was talking about it being 40, 50 degrees. Well, here came the snow, man. Here it is. The snow is coming down. It hasn't stopped. I would say about four o'clock this motherfucker started coming down and it has not stopped like you can't even see my tracks anymore uh in the snow that's how much snow is coming down and i'm getting kind of worried because i was like yeah i could take my little honda to oregon at the end of the like in the week here and now if billings is getting this what does the mountains get you know i'm i'm in awe with how much is coming down uh february 20th you know it's crazy this is the most snow we've gotten all year i think I think the biggest jaw-dropping thing or biggest awe moment is that everyone's finding out that we sometimes record two in the same day. Well, that's like I said, because I'm going to Oregon and New Orleans. If you guys are paying attention, you, you might understand the method to our madness, but most, <laughs> most of you think it's just madness. <laughs> yeah, there's it's mostly madness, not much method. <laughs> it works out. Um you know, but that's that's part of it. You know, we, we got our busy lives. Uh, we know you guys have your busy lives. And we, we just try to make the most of it because we know every day we can't be out in nature, even though we wish we could. And we're striving to, you know, every day we push ourselves to go out there more and more. Um, and we hope you are too. And 
you know, that's just part of it is we're bringing you our, just like everyday backpacker, right? We're bringing you our everyday experience out in nature uh, and hope you learn from it. Hope you get some cool, exciting news. And speaking of the snow and everyday backpacker, I saw that uh, he was running and man, he was covered in ice on his run today. I was like, that uh, does not look fun. No, and I, he probably went on his run, like, I'm going to try and do this before the snow, you know, like, that's what I was doing. I was moving my car and stuff around, and I got it, you know, because Thea likes to park in our parking spot. <laughs> yeah. So today she came home. So I'm like, oh, I got to move the car around back so she can park in the parking spot. And I did it as the snow, and it's crazy, man. It's just, it's nuts. And, you know, Kelman, shout out to him, Everyday Backpacker. Hopefully you're listening in. Uh, you got some good stuff coming out. I saw that you did a, uh, he did a, he did skiing with some friends, snowboarding with some friends. Uh, they went down to the mountain and had a good time. And uh, I think that's typically outside of his, his comfort zone a little bit. So <laughs> it looked like he had a good time, you know, uh, he's probably oh, still a better skier or snowboarder than me. So <laughs> at the end of the day, hip, hip. Well, speaking of snowboarding, Josh got a concussion doing it. And I was like, you uh, know, pretty what? common. Yeah. And I was talking to my mom and dad about it. And I said, Josh, you know, it's his first year of snowboarding. And the dude was already bragging, like, I went 45 miles an hour on a snowboard. And I'm just like, dude, you're in year one, cowboy. You know, you're pushing, you're, you're pushing it a little too hard. Was it a good concussion? Uh, Z. They say his eyes are dilated and he just he's just out of it these last couple of days. Damn. That's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's a real good one. I've you seen, I've seen some real good ones lately, which is not actually a good thing. So <laughs> hopefully uh, things die down in the old concussion department. <laughs> right? No, those are never fun. But you know, I think it's time. I think we can get into uh today's episode uh of Western Montana, you know, just because it's it's that great. You know, you're coming out here, you're spending what, like two weeks out here in Montana or something like that. It's that worth it. So we're going to spend some time and talk about it. Well, actually, I'm just coming for your wedding. That's really it. <laughs> well, we want to make the most of it. No, right? no, no. It is worth <laughs> it. It is worth it, you know. But since I'm going out there for a reason, I'm trying to make the most of that trip. Um, and Western Montana seems to be the ticket. Um, the Montana breakdown was not inspired or the Montana series breakdown was not inspired uh, by our trip this week or this summer. It just happened to coincide, but yes, we're going to break down Western Montana for you all. This is the third part in the Montana series. If you haven't, make sure you check out the Montana breakdown. It's the general one. Uh, make sure you check out our redo of Yellowstone National Park because uh, Yellowstone is a big reason people go to Montana, even though, yes, Yellowstone is technically in Wyoming. I have received all of the memos saying people saying that. <laughs> I want to let you know we know that. People just go to Montana with the idea of going to Yellowstone. So we decide to throw it in. <laughs> I like that. I like that experience, that way, that explanation. You know, uh, you know, Montana takes credit for more 
of of Yellowstone than Wyoming because, like I said, there's the three entrances from Montana, the three main entrances. Because uh, even that south entrance, like even Wyoming, will they'll disown Jackson Hole, you know, and you're coming <laughs> up your Tetons. So I get it. I totally get it. Um, it's such a beautiful place to Western Montana, and and I think a reason it deserves its own little spot is you know, there's enough one to talk about, but two people will make their trips specifically to Western Montana. You know, they're going to a Kalispell, a Missoula, a Bozeman, you know, that, 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 those mountain towns, those mountain cities here in Montana. Um, so, and you're not necessarily getting out on the East side. So we thought we'd hone in on that. And also, you know, to your point being said, this is a request from you, the wanderers saying, Hey, I like traveling to Montana. I like traveling to these places. You know, when you guys give a, a bandit, we're going to give it back to you. We're going to give it to you the way you guys like it, you know, right in the eardrums so you can hear our sweet, sweet voices telling you about your national parks, you know, just like that babbling brook and Old Faithful doing its thing, swimming like a trout. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And this is <laughs> honestly my favorite part of Montana is the Western because it is the mountains. So, I mean, if you like the mountains, this is the part of Montana to really make sure you go and check out. Um, there's all of the typical mountain activities that you can do in this uh, part of Montana. And also a big plus, there's some great whitewater rafting in this part of Montana. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do it on two rivers in this part of Montana. And uh, they're pretty, they're pretty solid. I highly recommend the whitewater uh, adventure if you're in this part. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And and again, we're going to be doing it again this summer because why, why the heck not? You know, it's it's always fun to get out into Western Montana, get on those crazy rivers. You know, you have like the Clark's Fork, the Big Hole. You know, the Three Forks River, where the Missouri River begins, you know, you have the Jefferson, the Madison, the Gallatin, all these awesome rivers in these, the Mission Mountains, the Swan Sealy Range Mountains, the, you know, Homestake Pass in Butte, and the Homestake Mountains, the Tobacco Root Mountains, these crazy, beautiful places that Western Montana is filled up, and what I like about it is it's so big and so open and there's in every valley, there's something to do and explore in, um, especially when it comes outdoors. Like you said, there's so much rafting. You've only been on two rivers and I'm sure there's someone here in Montana that would say you haven't even been on the best rivers. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm very sure that is, you know, one of the times was in a very, very tourist oriented spot, you know, right there on the Yellowstone. That was a fantastic time, though. Um, you know, the other time was on the Blackfoot River, and that one was an amazing time, even though I was in charge of the rowboat the whole time. But this year, this year you won't be. Yeah. I, well, hell no, I'm not. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing that again, even you though know. I am in better shape <laughs> than I was, I was last time. And I, I was, was in good shape last time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was going to say, you might actually be all right with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, I'd be, I'd probably do better to be honest if we did do it again. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to cash myself out. Um, I'm already going to be cashing myself out with too many other activities. We have to yeah. get to a chalet and that's going to cash me out along with a half marathon. So the best part of the chalet is it's at the end. So it is going to be well, well worth it. Yeah, no, it is. No, that will be, but we're right 
if you're thinking like Western, Western Montana, and you're thinking, uh, I'm going to use quotations here because I think it's appropriate, big city of Montana, um, you're going to be looking at Missoula. Um, yeah. But when it comes down to it, Missoula is more of a college town, um, which is what's appealing about it. Um, you know, it, it sits down in these hills and there's a lot of nature kind of things to do around it. Um, that's what makes, and it's a good, there's an airport. So it's a good base. It's a good fly-in point if you're trying to get to Western Montana, uh, because you can from Missoula, you know, I don't, I don't think it's halfway between Glacier and Yellowstone. Um, it's probably a little bit closer to Glacier, but it's not a bad spot if you're trying to split the two. No, it's not a bad spot. Uh, Butte would probably be more of a middle ground there for airport-wise between the two parks. But like you said, this one's going to probably be more affordable. It's larger, be better chance of uh, renting a car. And Missoula, right? It's a larger town. There's going to be more restaurants, more uh, places to stock up on supplies. Uh, like you said, the University of Montana is there. Uh, and that university, that football team is a, you know, they've won some national championships. That's what they've been known for. That stadium is built right up against the mountains. Like you're saying, that whole city is right at the, at the bottom of those mountains. And when you see some historic pictures of Missoula, you see the native, uh, the Kootenai and Salish tribes there actually with those same mountains in the background uh, all the time. And kind of sad that they built the city and university right over that native land, but uh, they do a good job at honoring it. And there's just, there's quite a few ski resorts actually quite right out of the Missoula area too, which also makes it really appealing. So you can make it your home base uh, for doing those activities. You know, Lolo, which is that bar we ate at uh, with that big group, remember with Vince and everyone when we came up and we went, drove about half hour south. There's even hot springs within, you know, an hour, two hour drive easy. Yeah, uh, I think Missoula is a great like kind of fly-in point if you're wanting to do this Western Montana, um, you know, and we we are going to kind of, I guess, shimmy on a little bit north from there. Um, you know, you start getting into, as you pointed out last time, the Bob Marshall wilderness or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, when you head north from Missoula, you know, you do get into some real cool areas. There's great lakes i heard there's at least one or two um <laughs> you know there's there's uh glaciers up north that way i mean we're not going to get into glacier much right now because we're going to save it for when we actually go this summer so spoiler stay tuned but um you know there's Sealy, which is where we've been i mean you shoot you've been there probably um a you know 15, a handful of times 15 years yeah so you know that's at least more than four times so yeah. um. <laughs> sometimes four times in a summer no exactly no and that's a good it's a good base camp uh for what we like to do in western montana that it's a very the sealy area is very remote uh you're out in the mountains like you said the bob marshall area uh you actually would enjoy uh, you know, after we had the conversation, I looked up Bob Marshall a little bit more and did some reading on him. You would actually enjoy who he was as a person. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like you'd be about it. But yeah, exactly. Right up there, you have that whole Sealy Swan Valley. You have the drive 
from Missoula to Ronan, you know, you pass the, the garden of, you know, 10,000 Buddhas, you know, oh, there's, yeah. there's that, there's a, you go up there, there's the Flathead Reservation, which is a very interesting reservation because it's what we call checkerboarded. So yes, there's board, like you, you see on a map that there's borders and stuff, but really inside those borders, the land is checkerboarded where some of it's private and some of it's reservation. And that's why it looks different. Um, their, their university is a very good leading uh, native university in the state, uh, the tribal college there. Uh, but then you get into the bougie, you know, whitefish towns, uh, Columbia Falls, right outside of Glacier Park there. You have Kalispell, which is an interesting neck of the woods, larger city up there. That's another one you can fly into if you're going to the Glacier area. Um, and then if you really want to get interesting, you could head over to Libby or Eureka in the, the north, northwest corner of the state where it gets into some real logging country and some real remoteness. There's a lake up there. Uh, Oh, I'm blanking the name. I'm, I'm going, to, going to come to me later. But Jared Knox in Reservoir. Jared always <laughs> wants to fish it. And it's because it's they have the only largemouth bass fishing tournament in the state. And Jared's a big largemouth bass fishing guy. So kind of interesting. <laughs> you like the largemouth bass. That's the place to go is all the way up in uh, north, northwest uh, Montana. Yeah. They always they always do. There's that a town up there called Eureka. They're, them... They're over in the northwest corner, right? And then when you get out to the east corner, you have a town called Ikalaka. <laughs> and it's in the bottom southeast corner. And both those schools always every year, they do like a thing where it's like, how many miles have they traveled for sports? No. Just yeah. So far. yeah. I mean, oh, that makes a difference how much you travel when you do the sports deal. Well, uh, that's like 700 miles. Oh, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, most of Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've been to some of the smaller, like northern towns there. What's that pole bridge there, right outside? I mean, that's like what ten buildings? If that even, they do have a hostel though. I remember seeing the sign for a hostel there, which makes sense. Um, You know, a lot of there are there's actually usually hostels around national parks um, because. Some people like to stay in the hostels and then they'll go into the park and then out of the park type deal. Well, and you could argue out West, especially hostels really haven't changed from what they've always historically been. Cause there's, you know, you always had like, take Billings, for example, there's a historic hotel called the dude rancher lodge here. And that was kind of one that it really was like a dude ranch lodge that you could stay at when you came to Billings in the old West days and then go on to your next destination. And they've just kind of evolved in the sense that hostiles kind of to me have just stayed the same. Yeah. Um, you just, you typically, I think in the West, you see it more around, um, you see it more around like the train stops, yep. you know, cause that's how it was easy. It was easy to travel by train at one point. Um, and now most people are by car or some sort of, uh, some sort of vehicle. Um, but exactly that you can take the train to West or East Glacier. Uh, and there's host- uh, you know, hostels, both real close to the train, as well as the fact that you can take the train to get up to Northwestern Montana. Uh, if you want to tour Northwestern Montana, uh, rent a car in Kalispell or something, you're able to take that train. And that's one uh Gerald did it to Portland he took it from Browning up there to Portland oh right uh, 
they have like a dining car and whatnot. He, yeah, he loved it. He said it was really cool to do. Yeah. Um, I've heard that like, you know, it's Amtrak that does it. And I've, um, I've heard that it can be a cool experience. Um, the biggest thing that I've noticed with it is it's a bit spendy. And time. I think that's the problem is it becomes part of the adventure. Yeah, or, that's why. Well, that's why you would do it. You're not get, hopping on a uh, train going like, man, am I going to save some time and make it up with money type deal? No, um, you're, you've decided the train because you want to make the train part of the uh, adventure. Exactly. No. And, and but hey, it's worth it. What I hear to go up to Northwest Montana on that train. Uh, maybe not stay on it and go to eastern Montana. You might not want to do that, but you could. It goes all the way to Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah, Chicago is a big hub for it. Uh, but yeah, though, then there's like whitefish up there, yep. which um, you're seeing is a little bit of a uh, bougier kind of feel. Um, yeah, they're they're up there with the Jackson Hole, Big Sky type of town. Um, they've kind of always been that way historically. Um in a weird, you know, historically, whitefish has also been known as like whitefish, like uh, white, white people, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, but again, like I said, I haven't been up there since really we were in Glacier last, but up that area, it has changed a lot due to COVID. And COVID has changed that area because a lot of people moved up there. So um, that area has changed. Bozeman area has changed. Missoula area has changed a lot in the last few years because of the people moving there. Um, which is good for this state, you know, it's needed in some aspects, you know, you look at like a Billings that they think, think very old school sometimes, you know, like, Hey, it's 2022. Sometimes you got to think a little bit beyond that. Yeah, there's pros and cons to people, you know, um, moving to areas. I mean, Oregon, you know, Oregon's on the con side of things now, you know, at the beginning it was the pros because you get more people, you start getting more things, um, you know, the state gets a little bit more money. Um, but now you're starting to see some of the cons um, of that um, starting to flourish here in Oregon. So, you know, doesn't mean that's going to happen to Montana. It does not mean that at all. So um, that's kind of for that one, you know, over there by Whitefish and um, that there's area tons, there. There's tons to do in the mountains there. Yeah. I mean, there. I was going to say there's Flathead Lake. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. You know, uh, if you want, which I'm not down for, but if you want on the 4th of July, they call it the party barge and there's a sandbar that are ever. Oh, you were telling me about that um, one year someone was doing. Yeah. Joe Byorth, who we actually interviewed on here. Uh, that's the kid. I was trying to remember because uh, I was going to say, you know, there's a lot of the glamping stuff in Western Montana here. And I was trying to remember um, Joe's name because uh, we interviewed him about it. Yeah, he worked at Paws Up, which is actually near Sealy. But yeah, there's plenty of glamping up in the Whitefish Kalispell area as well. Yeah. Uh, various ranges of Airbnbs, you know, from expensive to cheap cabin, um, which is nice. You do get a good diversity, you know. And that's one thing I like about going out into nature and going outdoors is you do get a diversity in uh like staying right like i was talking to matt he really wants to go over to the olympic peninsula again and do that bigfoot thing and he's like well we could get that same airbnb that i had that cabin on the woods or or maybe since there's more of us we can spend some more money and i was like dude let's just 
do it when we do it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have the experience when we want to have the experience, you know, we won't decide that today, you know, he gets, he kind of gets too set on like repeating an adventure that it's like, you know, you'll never repeat that same adventure. Uh, so go on and make, should you, you know, every time you go somewhere, you want to experience something dear, something new and you want to experience, um, you, you want to make new memories. So, you know, it's not really, you shouldn't want to repeat the same thing. Uh, you know, I get it. You go to the resort, you go and sit at the same bar at the resort every time. Some people like that. Um, I think they're crazy. I, I, I really do. I think they're crazy. Um, but that's them. That's them. I don't think they should try and relive a vacation. They should make a new vacation. No, I... I agree with you. You know, like I say, I, I don't mind going to parks. That's why I like going with new people, right? You're, you're, it's a new experience. Um, but when you go exactly what you're saying, you you go, don't do the same thing. Go, go try a different Airbnb. You might like that one more. Uh, go try a different, you know, city to camp in or stay in. Uh, exactly. You know, it's like we could be staying in Chico when you come out here to go, you know, when we stay down there. But we're going to stay at the pit and pray. You know, we're going to camp right out under the stars in front of Colton's house. No, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, you know, the other part about like this kind of area of um, Montana, and I don't think it gets, um, it does, you know, definitely way less people, but you can do a lot of stuff in the winter out this area too. So, you know, just, it's not just like a summer summer destination and go hit a lot of these exactly there's skiing there's snowmobiling there's all sorts of winter activities that you can do um cross-country skiing um the other thing i was going to say too is another area of northwestern montana that i think goes underlooked is like saint regis that little town you know it's on i-90 you stop they have the aquarium uh there that you can go look at the trout of montana and, oh, and don't pasture. call it an aquarium it is an aquarium, I get that, but it's at a truck stop. It's at a gas station. So it's not like it's not like a real aquarium, but it is technically, you are right, it is technically an aquarium. But they have all the different trout species of Montana, which is cool. But St. Regis is a cute little town itself. It's right on the Clark's Fork River there, which is a beautiful river. Um, you know, on a nice sunny morning when the sunrise is coming up and you get the fog on the river you know you're driving by it it's great um but there's just some interesting areas in there as well st uh, regis is worth the stop for gas it's worth the stop for gas because you can see the aquarium and get your gas filled all at the same time there you go that's a good that's a good one but i think i think we drop on down uh over to south of Missoula there because you take that Bitterroot Valley, right? You go through Stevensville, Hamilton, Darby, uh, and that'll take you over into Idaho there. Um, but that area, you know, that's like Lolo Hot Springs. That's uh, Lolo Pass where Lewis and Clark were down there. Uh, Stevensville's a nice little cute town. Hamilton and Darby, that's where they filmed the series Yellowstone. Um, beautiful valley i mean it's it's an expensive one to move to now people are doing that um but you know nothing but good things in the bitter root i <laughs> i should say like it's a it's a good one um there's some wouldn't stuff... say it's very bitter in the bitter root huh <laughs> uh, you could because it's the bitter root the bitter root flower is the 
is the flower and i'm sure that got its name somehow you know oh probably yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i like honestly on when you jump on over from there uh you know you get kind of down into the dillon the the virginia city area in that southwest corner of montana you're kind of on the idaho border really good hunting area another you know just beautiful mountain views and good montana valleys um a lot of the there's a lot of history in down there there's a lot of x mines uh you know just ones that have been abandoned things that weren't really make they weren't really worth it they're not really worth it anymore uh there's rubies and sapphires that are found throughout down there down south so you know when you go do these old towns like virginia city or uh bannock uh ennis you know all these cool places and they're and they're close to the big sky bozeman area too so if you're kind of in that area these are also worth going to um but you know it, it's i think too when it comes to montana it's it's you're going to find what you want to find if if you if you're looking for something yeah the the virginia city um yeah i've never been but it's kind of like uh you know it's the old mining but um isn't it big with casinos kinda oh i must be thinking of a different city then you're thinking it's kind of like deadwood in that sense you know where deadwood oh it's kind of like a deadwood but not necessarily as bougie casinos they're more like your montana bar well montana just has casinos everywhere so it's the liquor law if you want to sell liquor you got to have a casino and that kind of bullshit is going to create that so it's like you don't really have gambling towns to go to so it's like that's why it's not you you wouldn't go to virginia city to gamble i think back in the back in the day they did a little bit more um it's a lot of like the old cowboy history the you know west uh the bandits you know there's a lot of that type of history there's a lot of museums uh do in this state you know we talked about that before you know i actually pulled up a list of of museums you know of uh, you know when you look at uh the western side of montana you know there's quite a bit uh missoula has quite a bit kalispell has some uh lolo has one i'm I, every county has a museum missoula has a bigfoot museum don't they um let me i'm i'm just gonna go by city how about that there was that something one? in missoula bigfoot related i believe <laughs> well we'll have to check that out this summer missoula has the children's art museum uh fort missoula missoula art museum uh montana museum of art and culture natural history museum Museum of Flying, National Forest Service Museum, Museum of Military History, Spectra, UM Discovery Area. Uh, maybe it's at the Zoological Museum in Missoula there is what you're thinking. Yeah, where did we hear that? I swore we heard it. Um, but, you know, sometimes I make shit up. Uh. Well, but, but again, you know, you're saying, where did I hear that, right? And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, there's probably some Bigfooter that is on something more than <laughs> yeah true you know thrill of the search no <laughs> <laughs> no but like i said you know here's stevensville right in the bitterroot valley fort owen state park there's a museum there um like i swear to god every town has a museum if you want <laughs> if you want to yeah you know the 
you know, like all of Montana and Western Montana, especially there's, there's just a lot of stuff you can do a lot of cool shit to see, you know, you're going to see anything you want and it's all going to be cool because it's just all cool shit in nature. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. You're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Um, and speaking of cool shit in nature, it is time for this week's cool shit in nature. And this time I've got two again. So um, I'm going to start off with a picture. Um, I just kind of liked this picture. So um, that's why I went with it. Um, you always pick two, I've noticed. Recently. I have lately, just because yeah. literally how I find these for people that are curious of how I find the cool shit in nature is I get periodically like 10 minutes of like of a break here in dead time at work. And so I just start scrolling and I say, oh, that's some cool shit. Save it. And then I bring it up here. So I have backlogs and backlogs of these, and sometimes I get afraid that I'm not going to be able to share all of them. So then uh, I just like, I'll start doing two. And if I start running low, that's when I'll have like one. That's when you'll notice I only have one. 
I get that. No, that's fair. That's that's fair. I do like that you do multiple though sometimes, and I do that. I do like that you also keep. I've noticed you'll keep uh, relevant with some. So so yeah. props to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try, uh, but no, this one because uh, we haven't mentioned it for the people that are just listening to this, not the people watching on YouTube or Spotify. Make sure to check out the Spotify if you want to watch it. But this one is. Uh, you know, it's just a tree in the savannah with a lot of lions in it. Yeah, I count like eight, nine. Oh, I think there's more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, geez. I bet you there's more on the other side, too. Oh, yeah, there probably is. You know, this one was captioned when I uh, when I found it. It was lions treating the savannah or playing the savannah is lava <laughs> so. that's cool i mean they're all sitting up in the tree i mean it does look a little photoshopped but at the same time too i could also see you know cats are cats right like let's go chill in this shaded tree today yeah we're not, not gonna go hunting till night <laughs> oh no it, this looks like you know that prime i'm just gonna chill here for the uh mid-morning the pride right yeah. yep um okay so going to the other one this one's a video and this one for the people just listening is a sea turtle finds some core a big old piece of coral um and just decides to make it its bed and uh this guy he found a good spot to take a nap yeah he did so this guy came up right up. Sea turtles are just so cool. So they really are. Anytime really? you can get a sea turtle in here, that's you know, that's a that's a plus in my book, I think. So I think if they bit you though, it would suck. Oh, 100 percent But I'm not gonna go put myself in a situation where I get bit by a sea turtle. <laughs> like I'm looking at his nose here because you get real close up on his nose and like that beak kind of mouth that they have. Yeah. That would hurt but no he's a beautiful little guy there Just yeah like, he is he's got the fish hanging out with him getting clean big old yawn. oh his yawn's making you yawn yeah, exactly. that's how contagious yawns are right, turtle yawn got me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean shoot no but um yeah so that's the cool shit in nature so hopping on back to uh, our breakdown, we're going to hop to another one of the, and I'm going to use quotes here because I think it's appropriate, one of the big cities of Montana, um, the other call, big college town, which is Bozeman, Montana. No, I, you know what's funny is, is Bozeman folk, they act like they, like they act like the world is on fire. You know, and that's and that's why they're they, they get the California love, as I call it. You know, the Bose Angeles, the you know, go back to California, because you know you just can't handle the snow. That's that's that stereotype, that area, right? And they they get all, oh my God, we're growing, we're growing. You know, you're talking a town of like thirty thousand people, and they grew by ten thousand. Yeah, that's a third, but. They act like they're growing so big. And it's like, you know, Billings grew by 20,000. We grew by double what you guys grew by. 
and it was nothing you know we're at 120 now you're at you know like don't yeah. act like it's that big like you know what i mean well, oh no 100 percent. you know but it's again it's the pros and cons of you know when people move in you know things do change whether you like it or not um it will change and for the better or for worse things do change well, there'll be some pros there'll be some cons I'm interested because they have a law there that only allows buildings to be built so high. Oh. The tallest building is one of the dorms on campus. And that's like because of obstructing the mountain view. Ah, well, one of two things would happen. You're either going to expand out or expand, or you're going to switch it up and want to expand up. Um, my willing, my guess is they're going to take the Vegas approach and just spread out. But they're, now is when they're running into the problems where the ranchers are jacking the price up and ranchers also don't want to sell to developers at some you know, So it's, it's, it's in an interesting, that's why Bozeman's, it, it was at a point where people sold and it grew and now it's starting to hit that wall again. That's why prices are going up because it's yeah. not growing. But it's a cool spot. There's a lot to do there. You know, that's kind of a good main hub. Uh, there's ski resorts. You got Big Sky real, real close. You also have the one in Belgrade, uh, or not Belgrade. Uh, it starts with the Bridger. Bridger Bowl is right around the corner there as well, kind of north of Bozeman. Uh, and that's a nice one that kind of goes underrated uh, for people. Who yeah, are. Bozeman, you know, it again, it's the other big college town. Now, it's not as college towny as like missoula is you know like that has a true college town feel yes. um bozeman doesn't have quite that kind of feel like uh, missoula does but it is still a college town montana state is there those crazy bobcats um and you know the little bits that i've been in bozeman um it's been it's been good it's been a good time you definitely the last time i was in bozeman definitely got the um slightly more west coaster feel thrown into bozeman because i was like with my family and we were like downtown and um, you can definitely see that there's that west coast influence because i think i saw some like avocado toast or something out of like a lot of places <laughs> los angeles yeah so you know but it's still yeah i'm a west coast kid so i like that shit but it's still a great place um to go so um and it, you know we mentioned it's a good hub they have a great airport um well honestly it's the best airport in the state uh and that's because it's privately owned oh interesting. Uh, yeah a lot of movie stars actually have stakes in that one uh there's a lot of private hangars it's a really really cool town like you said there's a lot going on there's a lot of influence no bozeman's great i'm glad i've been able i'm glad i was able to experience bozeman especially in my college years going to that college town when that you know when i was in high school bozeman there was a lot of kids going to bozeman for high school but that was about it you know it was just popular in that sense but kind of my age going through it in the now age it's becoming one of the more popular engineering schools it's a very interesting uh, campus to begin with. Um, and it's driving that, the nature, the outdoors, that's what's pushing people to come there um, from all next to the wood, you know, because they, yeah, I can go to school and I can go ski. I can go to school. I can go snowmobile. It's right there and go fish. I can kayak all these cool things right at my hand, fingertips. 
Um, definitely a cool town. Uh, it's it's starting to become more of a college town, especially by campus. I would say uh, when you talk about vibes, exactly, Missoula, it's a very, it's a historical college town where Bozeman, yes, the college has historically been there, but it's not a historical college town. Um, it's a tourist town. And, and yeah. I think it's okay to have both, but it's a different vibe. It, it is. It, it's a di I'm not saying like there's one that's better than the other. It's just, it's like a different you know, it's the classic argument with Oregon, Oregon State, right? Oregon State's definitely more college-y, and Eugene's a little bit more of, like, people say the urban. It's not, like, necessarily truly urban, but it, it is more of an urban kind of style and feel. People have both great experiences at both places, even though we know there is one superior than the other, but we can let you decide that, even though the answer is Oregon State. Um, and the it's the same out there in Bo with Bozeman, Missoula, right? You have great time in either spot. There's just different feels to the town, whereas Bozeman is a little bit more touristy, because um, because it is it's a good hub to a lot of different things. Well, and, and Yellowstone is open in the winter too, you know. So people will stay in Bozeman and go down to a West Yellowstone and take the snow coach into the park. You know, you're close to Big Sky. You're close to Bridger Bowl. Uh, you're even close to Helena, which is the capital. So if you have a meeting in Helena, people are going up there. Um, you have the Museum of the Rockies uh, in Bozeman. So it's, it's a really good spot. You have the Three Forks Rivers. It's it's a natural gathering place. You know, it's the historic Three Forks, the rivers in Three Forks there, which is only 30 miles away from Bozeman. So that same valley, you know, it's, it's a historical treaty. Uh, it's why tribes in Oregon and Washington can go hunt bison in Yellowstone Park. You know, they have those treaty rights because they would come over the mountains to the Three Forks area with all the other tribes here in Montana and hunt bison together. So it's it's a natural crossroads in that sense. Um, and it's a beautiful crossroads. You know, I love going out that way. You know, you're close to the like, Canyon Ferry Lake. Uh, you're close to uh, Georgetown Lake, all these beautiful places and historical towns. And you get into the Lewis and Clark Caverns, which, is, which isn't too far from there. Um, you get up, like I said, up into Helena, you get to the capital. You can tour the capital. There's a lot of historical stuff there. There's even the, um, the old mines in, in both Butte and Helena you can go to. And I, you know, we were able to go down into one of the copper mines for a tour in Butte one time. And that was interesting. Uh, I'm glad I did it. You know, I don't think I would go back personally, um, but it, it's cool. And then you got the ghost towns of Montana, which I think are really interesting. You know, like Garnett Ghost Town, which might be something we check out uh, by the Sealy Lake area because that's something that uh, we drive by quite a bit. And I think I've pointed it out to you a couple times. Um, but it's it's a nice little you know mile to mile hike down to a abandoned town because that's part of the west that was part of they would build up a town and then abandon it yeah that that is very true they would they just build up and they they're like i'm out all right peace um the museum of the rockies in bozeman is a good museum um it's, i've been to it first time i ever went to bozeman or first time i ever stopped in bozeman i think i'd been to bozeman before but i never stopped in bozeman until we went to Museum of the Rockies, and it's a great one. 
um it's a great one you know it's got it's got some dinosaur stuff in it which is really cool it's got classic just kind of typical historic historical things that happened in the area um you know and they have the, like the space kind of observatory thing um heard really good things about it the one time i did it i fell asleep in it that's because we were driving all day um had a fantastic nap when we did do it but um yeah we did <laughs> we did fall asleep um while doing it it is a good one i do like their star program uh they also have the traveling exhibits so like some museums get the traveling exhibits. That is one of the ones that gets the main one. Um, they like I saw King Tut's stuff there. Yeah, um, it's really cool. I really like go. I do like going to Bozeman, even though I give it so much shit. Uh, it's a cool little place. It's different. It's you know, it's a part of Montana. It's part of who Montana is. You know, uh, and that's I think what I like about Montana. You know, when you talk about it from the diversity of eastern to western. Um, and the, just the things in between that you can find is a Missoula is different than a Bozeman and it's different than a Kalispell and it's different than a, a Livingston. It's different than a Billings, you know, it's different than a Great Falls. You go to each one and it's like, what the heck? But that's Montana, you know, it's big towns, big cities that survive, you know, the little communities around them survive off these big cities or these, we, you, you know, you call them, we call them big cities here because that's what they are but they really aren't you know they these little towns come and they thrive off billings they thrive off missoula and bozeman because that's it that's the hub yeah uh, and I, I think people get wary of that when traveling in montana and that that is that is something to be concerned with is yeah that might be a town on the map but does that town have the services you need you know no, that, that's 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 a very good point um you know um the other thing is you know it we've mentioned yellowstone in the winter how people will fly into mount uh, bozeman there to go to yellowstone for the winter um but you know in the winter time very popular to, there to go to big sky big sky is the big skiing spot um out in that direction um you know, I think every time you bring it up, you bring up the fact that there's like some sort of celebrity that goes there and whatnot. Um, Brady's cabin. Is that's the one you always mention. It's Tom Brady's cabin. And um, because if you're going to call him the goat for coming here every 4th of July and taking his offensive line and taking his family up here, you know, and I'm doing I've been doing that before him, taking my family up to Sealy Lake up here in Montana, doing the right thing, showing you off nature shit i'm the goat yeah a big difference yeah. there um and he just has to go like what this i think <laughs> he, just, he just had to cheat to do this yeah so hey he still has them. he's got more than you so uh, we praise him for it the man destroyed a cell phone and we praise him for it i'm just saying he's got more than you um <laughs> But yeah, no, Big Sky, you know, that's that's popular for skiing, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, if you're into it, winter's a fantastic time to go to Montana. And probably this is the place to go in Montana if you're going for the winter, because um, there is a lot more of that kind of stuff um, to do in this area. Not that you can't do it in else places, right? We talked about cross-country skiing. We've talked whitefish. That area has some skiing as well. Um but Bozeman's probably like the top notch. Maybe it's not. I don't, you know, I'm not a skier, so I don't know. I haven't compared, but 
Um, it seems to be. It depends. See, in Montana is interesting because because when you talk to the snowboarders, skiers, and whatnot, right? It's it's the what are you in it for? Um, when you talk to them about like the lodge and the overall that kind of experience, yeah, Big Sky hands down, uh, yeah. Bridger, great experience, you know. Um, but when you talk about snow, uh, people, people, it really depends on, on the type of snow they're getting that year. If it's more wet, more dry. Uh, for example, I've heard Red Lodge here by Billings, right? For example, it's, it gets some of the best snow if it's a snowy year. If it's not a snowy year and more of a wet year, it's, they call it, you know, you're skiing on ice. They call it rock dodge different things like that. And, and different resorts have those things, you know, it's like you, depending on the year, which one am I going to go to? Which pass am I going to buy? Um, the shitty thing about Billings is, right, if you're not going to Red Lodge, you're going over to Bridger or to Big Sky because those are the next closest. But when you're over in that area, you have a little bit more to choose from. Uh, I would say if you're a skier in the winter uh, and you, you want to hit like more, like you want to hit as many resorts, I would say make your base in Missoula or Kalispell because there's more options around there. You even have the ski resort right there on the Idaho-Montana border right off I-90, uh, right at the state line. Um, so there's there's all sorts of, of those type of activities. There's snowmobiling, ice fishing, regular fishing, hiking, kayak, canoe, anything, you name it. You yeah. Can do it outdoor here. For sure. Um, but... Yeah, it's actually kind of perfect timing because I can be that guy. Um, and I can be that guy that says we are getting to the end of today and we're going to get into our final words. Um, again, this is like part three of our Montana series, so make sure to check out the other ones. Um, but without getting too much long-winded, final words, my guy. Uh, again, you know, Montana's a big state. It's, this was hundreds of miles we were covering, you know, uh, people act, you know, they come from places where I say act, they come from places that things are a lot closer, easier to get to, uh, not as much time put towards them. Um, so I think when you come here, it's, it is something that people, I, I, and I think that's the beauty in it too, of what people find in Montana is that like, we are the only thing out here. There is a lot of space holy heck, I don't, I don't see our neighbors, you know what I mean? Like just that kind of just craziness of nothingness that Montana gives you. Um, and I think it, it, it's overwhelming at first because you you almost don't know how to react to it, but that is the peacefulness it brings. Um, so when you do plan these trips, you know, think about that. Think about like part of coming to Montana for vacation is enjoying the overall experience, you know, taking in that fresh air, taking in the peaceful vibes, uh, you know, almost as if like the time doesn't exist, the clock don't exist while we're out here. Um, because like I said, if you want to go, you're most likely coming to Montana to do something out, outdoor activity. So focus on the outdoor activity. If you're going fishing, find the best fishing, right? If you're going skiing, find the best skiing, that you want to do because that's where you're going to have the most fun. Don't think about the things in between because I think that's where you can ruin a trip in Montana is when you think about, oh, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to do this? Because in reality, being smaller population, there's not as many things to choose from. 
So you, so with nature, that's the thing to choose from. So choose that, you know, um, that's about it. I got Reverend. I love it. I love it. Um, Reverend's final words of wisdom. Yeah. Stay beautiful, everybody. I can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you guys out there. You guys are truly amazing. You know, yes, we talked about snow today and the things, but the weather is getting better. Spring is getting close. So it is time to start getting those outdoor activities more up, start planning some more fun things. Um, even if you do get the weird snowstorm, that does not mean you can't go outside, go and do explore and um, enjoy those snow activities while you still can. You know, that's what's awesome about it. Um, you know, that being said, Peace out, everybody. Bye.